not full from the Tim and Jess podcast this week? Well, don't worry. We saved some leftovers for you from the radio show that didn't make the podcast. This is Leftover Breakfast with Tim and Jess. Yeah, thanks. A uh, special shout-out. We don't often do shout-outs, but I thought Leftover Breakfast podcast could be a place to do oh, that, yeah. Jess. Shout out to Luigi with a Y. Yes. Uh, who listens to Leftover One Breakfast One of our new favourite listeners. Uh, Luigi with a Y. Damn, man. <laughs> what a thug. Uh, so, listens to the Leftover Breakfast podcast often. Yeah. Says he never misses it. If so. you want a shout out, just shoot us a message. Yeah. Tim and Jess Facebook page, <laughs> group therapy. Uh, Jess, you, speaking of Leftover Breakfast, you won't need to make more breakfast for another week. Mate, I'm going to be eating Mexican food uh, for the next, I guess, uh, yeah. the rest of my life, basically. Producer um, Matt, myself, my wife, a friend of ours, your boyfriend, Akshay, all came around for dinner. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for hosting the fiesta. It was nice. Did you think there were 30 people coming? I'm confused. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I was at the supermarket. I was like, oh, I should get some more because I nearly, I nearly bought more. That was me refraining. Hot dog. Yeah, because I was like, oh, there's there's six. There's gonna be six people, and all well, most yeah. of them are lads. It's pretty much double digits. <laughs> um, but remember, you haven't remembered the triple T. Tim's tummy tummy. Yes, yeah. Always assume that I take away two people's tummies by how little I And eat. then what's a Mexi- Mexican fiesta without a yeah. hot apple pie to finish it Absolutely. off? Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> and Mexican is a great leftover breakfast food, and that's what the leftover breakfast podcast is. It is stuff that didn't make the regular podcast throughout the week, but we saved them. Still great. Yes, yeah, still fantastic. We pop them in the microwave, heat it up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the leftover breakfast podcast. The Leftover Breakfast Podcast with Tim and Jess. We need to talk about the greatest idea in theory, mm-hmm. Karen's Diner. Now, there, I think there's one in most cities in Australia at the moment. Oh, they, they opened a few in, I think it started in Sydney and then they opened a few in Melbourne. Yeah. I think they may have just opened one in Brisbane. Can I, if you don't know what Karen's is, this is the perfect description of it. I uh-huh. think this is how they describe themselves. Karen's Diner offers a unique dining experience where rudeness is on the menu. <laughs> Now, if you've seen videos, it'll kind of be like, say if I walk in mm-hmm. to order, I'll be like, hi, can I get a table? They'll be like, oh, I bet you would want a table, you dick. Oh, you dum-dum. Or oh, you, they'll you... just ignore you for about 15 minutes. Yeah. And then they'll seat you and they'll put your menus on the table next to you. Or they'll bring yeah. out your food, but it, it will be exactly not what you ordered. Now, great idea in theory. You said this before, Jess. Yeah. And I've got producer Matt in here because the three of us, I would say, equally are garbage human beings. So yeah. this is great opinions to well, get on. I'm glad I, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I joined for this then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, apparently they've gone too far in Queensland. And I can't repeat what is said. Oh. But essentially, uh, they were, a family was celebrating a 14 year old's birthday. And, uh, <laughs> Terrible they, they, idea to go to that yeah, restaurant um, for a 14 year old's uh, birthday. They, they called the girl, the, the kindest thing I can say is a sad little loser. <laughs> and it's 14, I imagine that's hard to process. What, what are your thoughts on Karen's diner? Because I look at it and I go, oh. uh, such a bad idea. Because it's so reliant on the but, staff staying within their restrictions. And everyone's s- line is subjective, right? Exactly. I feel like you're signing a social contract by entering. You know what the business is. You know you're about to be insulted. You can't be then offended when it's like, oh, you've hurt my feelings. Like, you went there to get your feelings hurt. 100%. Like walking into it, like into a strip club and going, what? There's naked ladies here? Yeah, exactly. You can't. Naked men? Come on. You can't be upset when you know the the social contract when you walk in. But does that give the staff free reign to just be, say the most awful things known to human beings? That's their job. I mean, there's obviously a line where, like, maybe they won't, like, joke about genocide or Hitler or something, but there is in general. You walk in. 
That's the point. I wonder what their training is like for that job. Like, do no, they just, do they go through like just, codes and practices they of like, must, surely. like here's the here's the line. This is where you're allowed. What you're we encourage you to do, and this is what we encourage you to stay away from. Because I, I just, imagine it would be hard to get fired from a place like that. I would love for us to all go and have one of those trainings. Because <laughs> I think it could really improve our uh, trash talking to each other. I, I honestly don't know. I I know that this restaurant would. I think the appeal would wear off. Yeah. After after the entree, when you're just like, I just want my burger I can't, at this point. I I can't even imagine working in a place like that because I you know how you know sometimes like I jump on a bandwagon of jokes and then I take it yeah, way too you, far. You'll be calling your boyfriend Hitler, yeah. and that's not okay. <laughs> like, and I I'm my concern is that because it, it's so subjective, it's mm. I don't know if it's an all okay or nothing's okay situation. I think ten years from now, all the Karen's diners will be closed, and we'll be like, what was that that we did at the end of the pandemic? Why do we open all those Karen's diners? Not before I go, please. (laughs) (laughs) This is Leftover Breakfast with Tim and Jess. Producer Matt's in here. He's a fascinating creature himself, Jess. Yeah. Started telling us in the office the other day um, that he was about to tend to his bees. Now, if you just started listening. inspection is a common phrase in the show. Yeah. If you've just started listening to the show, you probably don't know. uh, Producer Matt, Tim, you have a dog. I have a cat. Producer Matt has bees. Hundreds Um, and hundreds of bees. (laughs) So much less work. Two two hives. Yeah. Many honey. That's what I've heard is a catchphrase of beekeeping. That's uh, that's how we say it. Yep. Um, Yeah. So yesterday I was mentioning that uh, I was going to have to get some new queens for my bees. And your minds both blue. There well, is still well, goop all over the wall. The fact that you can the get walls. them in the post is hilarious. Yeah, they come for, in a little well, this cage. Is, this is two conversations we need to have. Yeah. So first of all, how do you get the bees? Well, there are people who breed bees. So every uh, spring, the bees uh, create more queens so that they can split the hive, create more mm-hmm. hives, and uh-huh. uh, go be their thing. So people sell them bread ready to go, so you know that they've got good quality stock, and then they come in. And uh, you get them posted in the mail often, little cages with some honey, with something more, some like sugar, sugar, a little, uh, some care, care and then, bees. And then I thought it was a fair question to ask, well, what are you going to do with your two queens that you currently have? Because it's very common knowledge that you can only have one, bee, yeah, one, queen, one queen bee per hive, correct? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it does involve some regicide. I've got to kill the queen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a bit hectic, to be honest. A murder so like, most foul. Mini shotgun or like a little <laughs> knife. Like, like, a de- like, a, like a beheading. I'll is... send Arya in. She'll just yeah. slice. <laughs> Good Game of Thrones reference. Like how, how does the the assassination yeah. occur? Is it a planned? Is it like something like you? Yeah, oh, well, I've got to find them. So obviously mm. finding a queen in a hive is a uh, Well, every assassin's got to find their Matt victim goes in, the in the middle of the, of the night just <laughs> with, with a little burglar's... <laughs> Mask on. I'm going to be wearing a full we, beehive yeah. suit, please. No. <laughs> but yeah, you've got to find the queen. And yeah, then uh, I imagine it's just going to be a bit of a squish crush. I just, oh, just like a, a little pinchy pinch. Yeah, well, I think that's the quickest and easiest way rather than setting up some kind of <laughs> chamber. Oh, God. Most murder mystery podcasts I've listened to do have this. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I guess the uh, the person committing the crime doesn't see themselves as committing a crime. <laughs> do you do it in front of the other bees? Yeah, you make them like watch. if you squish, right? Yeah. Isn't that going to just be like like alarms are going to start going off in the yeah. hive? This is like, true, yeah. The Pheromones queen's will attacked. be released. So like they when... aren't happy about it. Right. So yeah, that's hence the more than just a balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> the faceless men. Just... <laughs> so when do they when do... How do they take on the new queen? Will they just will they take some time to mourn? Or well, yeah, supposed to you leave them for like a, a day so they can be like, okay, so now we don't have a queen. What's next? And then you put the queen in in her little cage, 
Right. So they can just get used to a smell, because otherwise they might just kill us straight away. Oh my god. This is exactly <laughs> this is exactly how season eight of Game of Thrones <laughs> happened with Daenerys. Uh, wow. Tell you what, it is just like imagine if I was like, Yeah, I'm thinking about getting another dog. <laughs> Obviously, Remy, look, she's had a great five or six years, but I'm um, in the middle of the night, I go in, <laughs> break her neck, you know. It's a bit aggressive. Matt, it is a bit aggressive to talk about it so casually. And, yeah. and why is it that you're replacing the queen? Because it's a hot hive, mate. They are feisty. No, you're replacing the queen because she's not doing enough work and producing enough honey for your worker bees. Hey, there's two reasons. They keep Imagine if Queen me. Lizzie was like, oh, you really haven't been keeping on top of the throne. <laughs> Prince Charles comes up, oh, hey, mummy. Oh, sorry. There you go. Like, just That's, think oh, about it. You say hey. that like it's not going to happen. All no, right. And it, and it won't be like that. It will be. <laughs> Tim and Jess's leftover breakfast. Turns out that after two years of being in a pandemic, we are still not washing our hands properly. Is it when you say properly, do you mean long enough? No, it's not about no. the washing of the hands. That bit we've seemed to have down pat. But according to Dr. Weber, okay. um, this doctor is saying not drying your hands correctly could be worse than not washing them to begin with. I tell you what, drying my hands is one of the worst 30 seconds of my life because <laughs> I, as much as I, love the idea of hot air and like hand dryers and mm-hmm. those kind of things. Nothing does the job like a bit of paper. Right. A bit of paper towel, hey? And yeah, I know the environment, oh. but oh, Jesse, If you does keep your hands wet, bacteria like E. coli can thrive on wet surfaces. And thrive is not the word you want to hear when you're talking about bacteria. Damp hands spread 85% of germs on contaminated surfaces. Oh, Lord. So. It's not about the washing, like the soap, the length, because when you're right, when the pandemic started, it was Mm. like, if you're happy and you know it, wash your hands. (laughs) Like that, you'd sing a little song to wash for like two and a half minutes or whatever they say you should do. We were doing it to Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. (laughs) 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 The perfect length to wash it, that that Um, chorus. Um, so oh. Dr. Weber uh, has come out and said that uh, there are two worst ways that you could dry your hands and two pretty good ways that you can dry your hands. So obviously using paper towel, great, very effective. You get into all the nooks and crannies, you're going to get a really dry hand. It is a bit wasteful though. It is a bit wasteful and even I'm, I'm fully throwing myself under the bus here. I always, the first one that's hanging out. I'll you often take that and I'll throw it because that's mm. been sitting in the poo air. <laughs> so I'll just I'll been. grab the second one and that's how I get into it. Uh, the the number one way he says to dry hands is the surgeon, um, which is basically that's the what he calls the method. So yeah, essentially think of like a hands surgeon, up. but you're going in and out of the dryer, making sure you get every single crevice. But dry. like I don't know, I don't know. Again. I don't know why I'm so impatient with hand dryers because if you haven't done your job in 10 seconds, what are you doing? The worst hand dryers, and I can't believe people are actually doing this, the hairstyler is what he calls this, rubbing off the last droplets in your hair, covering your hands in bacteria. I see. I thought I've done, I've definitely done a pant. Like mm. a... Yep. That one's not great. He calls that one the soggy trousers. Uh, oh, well, I'm not, so, I'm not leaving a mark. It's but just the like worst, the worst thing you could do is the drip dry. So if you just, if you wash your hands and you just go fling and you walk away, that is not, that is not it, friend. That is, you're an animal if you do that. That is <laughs> insane. I guarantee there's people in this office who do it because there's always water droplets on the mirror. So there's people just going. Have you considered it being urine? <laughs> I- you know what? I it be, could it could it be a pre-fling, then wash, and they're actually doing the post 
mortem correctly. Next time you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, remember, drying them is just as important. The Leftover Breakfast Podcast with Tim and Jess. Producer Matt's in here because I value his fashion opinion um, as a man of cargo shorts, uh, cargo shoes. Many crocs. Uh, crocs. <laughs> I think that this is a place for you to get your, your voice heard, Matthew. It's, that almost feels like it wasn't yep. a compliment, but I'm going to take it now, as a compliment anyway. I, I love pubs in regional Victoria uh, going there as, as often as I can, uh, that sensibil- sensibly. Sure. So I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. losing all my money. There's nothing better than a regional yep. pub. Yep. And uh, I, I love Australia's attitude towards dress codes at pub because you can see someone wearing really nice clothes. Mm-hmm. You can see someone wearing really casual clothes. Yeah. But something I saw on Monday night at the pub made me think, how can we utilize this fashion item more? Yeah. I want to talk about sashes. Yes. I knew you would. I knew you would. There was a girl walking around with a birthday sash and I thought, yeah. why is it only birthdays essentially in the real world are Birth- we allowed to wear sashes? Birthdays, hens, mm. if you're, a, if you're a Miss Universe. Especially, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's like, all, or if you've won best dress in a primary school race yeah. day. That's pretty much all I can think of it. It's mostly females. Mm. I want to see it more frequently, whether it's in schools, businesses, maybe mm. just like a, like I was talking to a friend last night and he was like, oh, if Beyonce came out on stage and had like a Sasha Fierce sash. Yeah. Oh, because that'd be Sasha fashion. Fierce. Yeah, I don't know if that was his good. main selling point in the conversation. <laughs> it got me on board. <laughs> but like we were talking about ways to implement sashes more yeah. in fashion. Um, How about instead of name tags? Like, oh, it's a, it's a sticker. No, sash. And so easy to read across the room. Mm-hmm. Is that Bethany from Accounts? No, I can't. No, well, it's, her name says Frank. We were, <laughs> we were thinking of maybe like if you're on your po- probation period, kind of like a learner's permit, like right. a, a yellow L, a yellow sash. Also, this is a super a specific example because I was trying to think of how we can get more blokes wearing sashes. Yep. On the golf course, if you are crap at golf and bad mm. and like people behind you are like, blah, 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 if you've got like a bright yellow sash, they go, oh, well, he's he's just he's casual newbie. golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or, good. You could, yeah, you could wear your par thing. Mm. I don't know how golf works. Maybe but, yeah. if when you get married, instead of wearing a wedding ring, you get a wedding sash and you have to wear your sash every day mm. to show that you're married and you're taken. Okay, is this specifically for your Is this like, <laughs> Ant, this is like Anne with an E or the, 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 the A thing? The, what? What's the one with the A? And they've got the red A on it? Scarlet letter. There it is. Boom. Oh, my stars. Anne with an E. Well, there's a, well it's Emma Stone with an A. Do you, what, do you want me to fix it? Sorry. Uh, Lord. No, I love it. Like, Because imagine like your employee of the week. Hello. Sash. Mm-hmm. Sash me. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've just won best forklift driver in the factory. But, I mean, Sash. Okay, then, then we're getting to the point where we're wearing multiple sashes. So. Great. But we've had the conversation about how, as well, we think uh, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts badges should be implemented yeah. more in business as well. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, best sales for the month. Like a sash badge, badge combo where you can uh, put your badges on your sash. Yeah, I'm into it. Tim is. See? Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I remember being. Speechless. All I was of us. incredibly jealous of the people uh, who were winning the uh, spelling bee sashes that we gave. Yeah. When they came into the station. They, oh. we, we nearly Ooh, kept we those spelling bee oh, yeah, sashes. So we, 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 we had. For, we needed for and ordered for. Yeah. Never, never, nah, never, never get again. what you need. Always get more because we should have ordered seven for obvious reasons. But maybe if you have an idea of how best we can implement sashes in everyday life. 131060, give us a call. Hit us up on the Tim and Jess Facebook page, Group Therapy. Because uh, honestly, I'm up for literally any idea at all. Hmm, I'm full. Catch the regular Tim and Jess podcast Monday to Friday on the Listener app.